Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. What's up, everybody? We're here again with Elite Life. I'm Kylie. There's Trisha. Hey. And this is our friend Justin. Hi. What's up, Justin? How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for joining us. That's always a great word. It is. I'm it so is. excited. It that makes you're you here. smile when you say it. It is. Fantastic. Yeah. Ah. So does Chiweeny. What the heck is Chiweeny? <laughs> it's a combination of dog breeds. It's in Boss Baby. Oh, <laughs> People, people listening with kids just are cracking up in their car right now because they know what just happened. Chihuahua dachshund. Yep. Nailed it. Got it. Well done, sir. Coming in hot. My Nailed kids it. are grown. I only know about Twilight nowadays. Ooh, tough break. Or the rapper Pusheisty. I know a lot about him. What? That is a <laughs> fabulous stage name. It's Trent's favorite. I'm going to I look that up. I'm kind of mad later. that I didn't figure that out before he did. I'm kind of mad that's not my name. Shysty. Yeah. Dog, you know I'm shysty. <laughs> wow. All right. That's Thank good. you so much for coming in today. We're excited that you're here. Um, we just wanted to have a quick chat with our friend Justin and uh, see what he's been up to. So tell us how you got into real estate. What what drew you to the field? How well, long have you been here? So I've been in, I've, this, I'm in my seventh year now. Um, originally, I've done a lot of different jobs. I was kind of in the automotive space, belt hire, things like that. So let me start it out this way. Back when I was 16, my parents wanted to upgrade their home. Right, so they were moving from one house to the, to another to get the attached garage a little bit bigger. My me and my brother were both 15, 16 years old, so we're big dudes, bigger house, you know, makes sense, right? Yeah. And I was so fascinated with the process. I don't know why, but I back in back. I'm a lot older than you, so back in the day, Trish might remember this. <laughs> Um, Did you just call me old? No. Oh, no. You're done. It's over. That's it. Episode's over. (laughs) But remember the home channel? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where the homes would just scroll by on, you know, you'd turn the TV on and you turn the channel on and the homes would would scroll by. I sat and watched that until like three o'clock in the morning. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, that one might work. That one might work. That one might work. That one might work. So my parents, excuse me, my parents were working with a veteran agent in Allen Park. Lynn Kettlehut. Okay. And Lynn was like just this really charismatic, slightly older gentleman, still in the business, great guy. Um, but he was he, he he fascinated me. Like he was he what he was the sales guy without being the the gross sales guy. So he had this charisma and you know, he knew how to talk to people and he was the guy in Allen Park, still kinda is too, but um he, the whole thing fascinated me, and I was like, I could, this could be really fun. Yeah. I yeah. could do this. And I was like, so I, you know, 16, 17, now I'm in the new house, but I'm still thinking about it. And everybody's like, you got to go to college. You got to go to college. Mm-hmm. So I went to college and failed out of college. What were you going for? Mechanical engineering. Oh, my goodness. Please. My dad is a mechanical engineer, and I thought it was really cool, but it was not in my skill set. Yeah. It was not in my 
But your heart wasn't in it either, right? No. I, I hated school, too. So it was not for me. Engineering's a lot of school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of school. Who was it? Uh, so it just, the whole thing, I kind of realized, yeah, none of this is for me. So, and I just, I kind of just let it go and ended up failing out. Mom and dad are mad. Went to Henry Ford for another semester, realized that wasn't for me either. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. Well, mom and dad said, huh, guess what? Now you get to get a job. (laughs) So I, you know, found the first job that I, you know, could, whatever it was, first full-time job. And it was a porter at a Ford dealership, and I'm like, this is, you know, this sucks. But the the dream of doing real estate didn't strike me because I had to go get a job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fast forward 15, 20 years, whatever it was, and I'm working at, I'm working at a restaurant. I'm managing a, a barbecue restaurant. And I'm working Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday all day. 9 in the morning until 10 at night. Yeah. And then Saturday I'm working 6.30 in the morning until about 2. In the morning? No, until about 2 in the afternoon. Oh, okay. Right? All right. So yeah. I'm working three full days, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then half a day on Saturday. I realized I have half a day Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday that I could do something. Mm-hmm. Like I could make some more money. I'm making good money at the restaurant. I just bought my bought my house. I'm like... Now's the time. So I was like, you know what? I could do this part-time while I'm working at the restaurant, right? Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. So I went and got my license. Had a, had a friend of mine who was in, who was in real estate with, uh, uh, with a different team, and he recruited me. I worked with him at uh, Bell Tire. And he recruited me into the team. So I'm like, okay, cool. Got my license. Started joining the, t- you know, joined the team. Started doing it. Doing it part-time while working at the restaurant. And... All of a sudden, I was like, oh, I really don't want to do the restaurant anymore. This is, I'm tired. I don't want to do this. I really like what I'm doing. I'm actually pretty successful as a part-time agent. You know what? No more restaurant. Done with it. So I went full-time, and it was just like, oh, I feel so much better. I'm actually doing what I should be doing now, and I'm not busting my tail working at a restaurant 12 hours a day on my feet. So much better. Not so. Yeah, that's how I got into it. Childhood dream. Well, teenage dream. Put off until late, late, later life. <laughs> um, Trisha, you're usually leading the interviews. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm like Ricky Bobby. What's <laughs> in my hand? You gotta ask him questions. So now we know how he got in the business. Mm. Tell us what you love about it. Yeah. What's your favorite part? <sighs> I I love the entrepreneurship part of it, working for myself, <clears throat> not punching a clock. So you shared with us how you got here. So tell us what you love. What keeps your fire burning on those days when you're just like everything is falling apart? So I love the entrepreneurship side of it, working for myself, not actually not punching a clock. Now, when people hear that you don't punch a clock, they think, oh, you just do whatever you want. Well, You're golfing. Yeah, you know, which I love doing too. And I do take those days, don't get me wrong. But this, I mean, being an entrepreneur, doing things, you know, working for yourself does mean you're still working 12-hour days, but you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for your boss or the owner of a company. You're doing it for you as the owner of your own company. So... Those 12-hour days, 
don't hurt as much. So that's why I love it because I'm working for myself. I'm not working for somebody else. And that's, I have that freedom now that to do, to do it when I want it, how I want it and make sure I'm successful to myself. Yeah. That's part of it. Now, the actual business that, that, that I'm in, I, just, I, I love, my favorite part of the whole business is when you walk into a showing and they know it's the one that they want to buy and then all, their, their eyes light up and they, they just don't want to leave. Yeah. That when a showing takes more than 15 minutes, you know that it's, it's probably the one because yeah. they're, you don't walk out of the house that you want to buy. And that moment when they just know it's like, it, that's when that's when I get that fire, and that's when the pit bull comes out, and you go get that house, you go close that deal, and you give them the keys, and you just the the smiles afterwards. That's that's the best. That's that's why I love the job. Yeah, so. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. I've heard you share more than once that you're just like I love helping people, and that's true. Like when when you take those buyers in, and you can see yeah. right, like we've all here shown enough houses to know like okay, we walked in, you're watching their faces, you're looking at their body language, you know whether or not this is going to be a good one. Yep. For sure. Yeah. There's a, <clears throat> there's a meme that I share on Facebook every once in a while. If you watch Friends, I don't know if you guys watch Friends at all. Mm -hmm. It's it, there's, a, there's a meme where Chandler and Joey are pointing at each other yes. like this, and it says the moment, <laughs> the moment your client realizes this is the home they want to buy. Yeah, I love that meme. That, I share that every once in a while. I like the one where it's the girl with her hands up like this, and it, and it says, uh, when the husband and wife finally agree. <laughs> oh, I've had some of those. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something you can share with us. Share with us um, any, like, do you have any, like, little tips or tricks for maybe handling buyers that might be a little bit difficult? I mean, we've all been in those situations where, especially with couples, people aren't agreeing or they're wanting to they need to come to Jesus moment. <laughs> like what are your little tips and tricks for, for agents out there that, dealing with that? That is the point. The thing you just said, the come to Jesus moment, that is invaluable. So I've always said, I always tell my clients, you're going to get brutal honesty from me. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. I'm not going to figure out a way to tell you nicely. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. And when you give them that, they, they, they it's like, they're taken aback. Like, People don't get that kind of thing anymore. People True. are trying to sugarcoat everything and make things sound better. No, 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 no. This is what it is. You guys, you, you, you guys asked me to find you this. I found it for you. Is this something you actually want, or do we have to completely revise our search? And when you ask them something like that, they're like, well, no, no, wait, no, we don't want to completely revise. And then they, then they kind of look at each other like, yeah, this is, you know, this is right. It's, it's the brutal honesty. It's telling them, this is what you wanted. I found it for you. Let's go. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't get too many. I, luckily, I don't get too many that are <clears throat> at each other's, you know, at, you know, going at each other all the time. So I'm, I'm generally, been, generally been pretty lucky with not having fighting spouses. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. But, but there have been a few where it's like, nah, he doesn't like it or she doesn't like it. And like, okay, so we found you wanted this, 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 and this. I got you this, this, and this. Is that is that last thing really going to keep you from buying a home that you know that you otherwise love? Otherwise love? No. Boom. There you go. All right. 
That being said, if you could go back, because um, we have a lot of new agents that mm -hmm. are listeners, if you could go back and tell Justin, year one realtor, mm. a tip, what would that tip be? <laughs> Look at that face. Yeah. <laughs> go to your past <laughs> self. <laughs> Get over your fear. Get over your fear. It's not worth it. Sitting there being scared to call somebody and ask for business, get over it. Mm -hmm. It is. You're going to find out. It, you're going to. Those first hundred calls are probably the most scared you're going to be in the business. Once you get through it, it's easy as pie, and it just it becomes repetition. It just becomes part of your day, and you won't even think about it anymore. Get over the fear. Get those calls in. Figure out you know where you're going to get the business from, and just go and do it. People are not going to yell at you for asking for their business. Mm -hmm. They may tell you no, but they're not going to yell at you. And if you can take a if you can take a polite no, you've already won half the battle. Right. Get over the fear. Go out and get it. Worst they can say is no. And I if, love that. And if somebody wants to yell at you for it, come find me. I'll yell at them for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to get over my fear because like I've never done door knocking before, and like <clears> I said in our our accountability meeting, like I'm. I'm door knocking on Saturday and you have all of these preconceived notions because when you do something you've never done before, especially like approaching people in this day and age, like in their homes, like nobody goes like back in the day when you had people ring your doorbell, it's like, Oh, company's here. And now people are like, who's here? Yep. Who's in the driveway? Who I legit hide. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I did so it. So don't come to Trisha's house. Angelina you're not was little like, why are you ducking on the floor? And I'm like, just get down, get down. <laughs> It's the truth. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. So one other thing, like kind of going back to that, go with what you're good at though. Like me, I don't door knock. I tried it a couple times. I was not good at it. Mm. And you know, people say practice what you want to do. Practice makes perfect. I'm like, well, I'm not good at it. I don't enjoy it. If I'm not good at it and I don't enjoy it, why am I doing it? I'm not going to get business from it. I'm not going to make, I'm not going to make that I'm not going to impress anybody with this. Mm -hmm. So why don't I go back and do what I actually enjoy doing, making the calls or sending the texts or social media or other things. So if you're good at talking to people face-to-face, -face, door knocking would be great, right? Yeah. For me, I am good at talking to people face-to-face, -face, but I'm not comfortable doing the door knocking side of it and I'm not good at it. So why am I going to focus all of my effort into trying to make myself good at it when I can focus that effort into something that I think works better for me, right? So, you know, if, if it turns out that it's not working right for you, don't plug away at it and plug away at it and beat your head against the wall. Do some, figure out something that works that you're good at and do that thing and do that thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a new experience, but I, I had all of these. I'm like, you know, and Andy, of course the Andy voice comes in my head. like, <laughs> well, what's the worst that could happen? Actually, I said, what's the worst that can happen? They can close the door. And Andy said something better. He said, what's, 
what's the best that could happen? Right. You well, can that's get two, right. three, four listings. And that is what we need to think about because I am one of those people that are like, well, what's the very worst thing that could happen? The very worst thing that could happen. Someone hangs up on you on the phone. Someone shuts the door on you and tells you to screw Yeah, like up. nobody's pulling a gun on you. Yeah. Like. And, but when you think about what's the worst that can happen, that that's kind of helpful. But when you think about what the what's the best that could happen, you could get seven listings. You could get four new clients. Like... That's motivating. Very like, motivating. Ooh, let's yeah. talk about what's what what good could happen. Right. Yeah, and that's that's so. I'm we're gonna see if it's a good thing for for me. Mm-hmm. We're doing a familiar neighborhood. We're doing our parents' neighborhood. Um, so most I'm gonna do the street. I'm gonna start there and see how I feel and and take it from there. But that's that's good advice. Yeah. And what's the average average sales price in that area? I mean. About like 200? I, I ran comps for my parents because I was like, we just need to sell your house, and my mom's like, mm, no. So, <laughs> so I ran comps. They bought it for I think one twenty or one thirty when I was eleven. So like twenty two years ago, <laughs> and, and now they could very easily get. 170 180 there are homes up the street from them that have more updates and the basements you know finished out with like egress and stuff and they got 230 yeah so if you figure 200 to three three percent you got six grand so every door you knock on is a potential six thousand dollars right and 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 the cool thing well not the cool thing but like most like the neighborhood was built in the 50s in the late 50s early 60s most of the original owners are still there, but they're at that place in life where they need to either downsize or go into, um, you know... The empty nesters. Right. They need to go into, like, a senior building where they could have help if they need it. I mean, my in-laws know everybody in the neighborhood, and, I mean, unfortunately, very sadly, within the past two two years because of COVID, many of them have gotten ill and passed away or have had spouses pass away and things like that. So I'm, I'm crap. I'm, I'm just angry with myself that I haven't done it yet because I could have helped those people, people that I know and were Mm -hmm. from the neighborhood. So I'm looking forward to it. It should be, I'm keeping that mentality. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. We're going to get a lot of, we're going to make a lot of good connections. When going back to what you said, Trish, you always ask, what's the worst that could happen? And then Andy says, well, what's the best that could happen? That it's, it, it built, it lifts up your, your, your mood too. Not, not only is it motivating, but it keeps you from eh, the worst that could happen. What's the worst that could happen? It's like, what's the best that could happen? All of a sudden you're, yeah. you, you know, like saying fantastic. It gives you that smile, gives you that glow. And now you're, now you're in that mood where people and people gravitate to that. Yeah. Right. So you it say, shows. what's a, so here, here's what here's what I would suggest to you. Before you actually walk out the door to go door knock, ask yourself, what's the best that could happen? Okay. Say, fantastic, and then go out and do it. <laughs> I love it. You do your superwoman pose. Yeah. You got a superwoman yep. pose to build your confidence up. Literally standing like this in the mirror it actually builds your confidence inside. It's a scientific fact. There's that U of M. Scientist. going right there. It's science. science. It's science. I like to bring science in. <laughs> so now that we know where you've come from and what you're up to, um, share with us what's your next move. What are you going to bring to the arena that's going to take your business to the next level? So I tried to start a team a few years ago. It was not the most well thought out practice (laughs) (laughs) 
So it, 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 it was okay for a minute, but it didn't go very far, very fast. So mm-hmm. just kind of put it on the back burner and started and you know, went back to being my own agent and whatnot. I'm at the point now where I've got, I've gone through all of the trials and tribulations of being a new agent, a seasoned agent and working with buyers, working with sellers, working with investors. I've kind of done it all. And I feel like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you my age. I'm 41 now, but I'm getting a little older now. And I, I feel this pull to help, to mentor, to coach. You know, I, I feel like that I'm feeling this pull to do that. And I've always been good at it. And I think it's time to like really put myself out there and, and help new agents, help agents that maybe are struggling a little bit that aren't doing what they, what they want to do, motivating them, doing, you know, getting these people up, getting their businesses going for what that, you know, what they want. And so I've kind of restarted the team, but more as a member, you know, mentorship coaching thing rather than, you know, a straight team where I'm doing everything for them. And this, it's more of a, like I said, more of a mentorship coaching thing to help them get their business where they want it to go. Um, I just, I felt, I felt like now was the time to, to start that. So the team is back together, <laughs> but in a different way. So, and the, uh, it's, it's, it's now ready to rock and roll. So. All right. Well, that's a great place to pause. We're going to hear a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll wrap up with our friend, Justin, and give you some nuggets to take with you for the rest of the week. Realtors, are you so over spinning your wheels, spending more money than you're making? Sick and tired of buying leads that have already talked to six other agents? Then stop. MyStarsAcademy.com offers real estate training, coaching, and business scaling for agents and brokers. It's your turn to learn from experts in the real estate, mortgage, title, and home warranty fields. Their combined knowledge brings you over 80 years of experience, so you do not want to miss this opportunity that only MyStarsAcademy.com offers. This is your one-stop shop to learn from multiple experts in the industry in one space at your pace. These coaches have boots on the ground experience and track records of success at all levels in the industry. Agents have been using this program for years to ensure they ramp up quickly, 10X their checks, and level up their real estate business. And brokers use this trusted system to train their agents, which saves them time and frees them up to do what they do best, make that money. The Agent Accelerator Program has training modules on everything you need to know from business setup and goal tracking to finding free leads, and even how to leverage your social media to build a constant flow of clients. We teach you how to convert more leads, which convert to more closings and equals more money in your pocket. Plus, we offer a money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose and tons of knowledge, tools, and resources to gain. So head over to MyStarsAcademy.com today so you can start making more money now. And we're back. (laughs) Welcome back, friends, to the Elite Life Podcast. If you're just joining us, our buddy Justin is here, and he has been in the business for seven years, and he has just been hanging out, sharing, caring, and uh, just giving us some nuggets to take with us for the rest of the week. So that's where you are coming in right now. We're going to give you some nuggets to take with you when you are looking at scaling. So some to-dos and some not-to-dos. So Trisha, why don't you uh, start us off? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think this works both ways. Like if you're looking for mentorship and coaching, you should be looking for these things. And if you're looking to be a mentor and a coach, these are things you want to be doing. And I would say first thing is um, to have a written plan, right? I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is they're like, oh, I'm going to start this new thing, this team. Um, and they just get some people to follow them. And then the people are like, well, you said you were going to do this. And the leader's, that. Yeah, and then the leader's like, well, you said you were going to show up and do this. And, you know, it's all he said, she said. But nobody really has like these. This is the expectations on both sides. And yeah. that's another thing to add. Like there should be expectations on both sides. The coach should say, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm going to expect from you when I do these things, right? Um, when I get new agents that come to Elite, they always ask like, well, what are your expectations of me? And I say, listen, I'm not gonna tell you one, two, three is mandatory. However, if you ask me for a coaching session and I give you action steps, my expectation is that you take those action steps. Absolutely. I charge for coaching so to people outside of our brokerage. So if I'm doing this for you for free, do not take my time and then flush it down the toilet and go back to scrolling on Facebook and baking cookies, you know? Oh, cookies. <laughs> She's like, that's all you got out of everything right. I just said was the dig on cookies. Thanks for that. Thanks for bringing out the fat kid in me. <laughs> What kind of cookies are we talking about? Let's go to Justin for our next tip. Justin, what else do you think is important? Uh, it's very, it's very important when, I mean, the action plan, like you said, is 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 absolutely number one. But it's it's very important to have to come from the position of wanting to pour into other people. Yes. If you're doing it from a position of, oh, I can make a lot of money doing this, you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely yes. going to fail. Yes. If you go into it with, with, the, with the mindset that you are going to make these people better, that you are going to, like I said, pour into them, that you're going to lift them up, money will come. Mm -hmm. you, that makes people drawn to you. When, when you. when you want to help them, they're drawn to you. And when you help them, other people are going to draw you be drawn to you and well now you guess what now you're making money off these people yes. but you're not going to get that unless you're actually you're actually coming from the standpoint of helping people absolutely absolutely and i'll follow that up with um Remember that this is a two-way street, right? Like you're coaching and you mentoring them, but you want to get feedback from them as well. And you want to celebrate their wins. I think that is so super important because I see team leaders and um, coaches or mentors or whatever you want to call them. And they come into a meeting and they're like, you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong. And everybody leaves so dejected. Like, okay, we have 20 things we have to do and obviously we suck at life so why are we doing this right mm -hmm. so understand that there's you number one you have to start with celebrating people's wins and you can give constructive coaching but don't don't sit there and just grind people into the ground with all the things they're doing absolutely. wrong right absolutely. yeah and and following up something justin has said uh like when we were talking about you know 
the value that you bring to your clients with your brutal honesty. I think that if you are planning to start a team and you are not comfortable holding people accountable, now there's a, a, a difference between being a total dictator mm -hmm. and actually giving constructive feedback, but you can't be afraid like, like Trisha, even though we have a good relationship, like there's never been a time where I, you know, I've never felt like you're harder on me because of our relationship, but I am harder on you. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Um, but like, I love that you don't hold things back. And mm -hmm. like, like Justin said, like you're not sugarcoating things. If you try and be nice to these, well, you have to be nice, but if you're going around the important conversation, yes, just because you don't want to have it because it's uncomfortable, it's probably this probably is not going to be a good thing for you starting a team because everybody's going to have these unrealistic, you know, ideas and expectations about what they're doing. And then when you do say something like instead of saying you need to do X, Y, Z, if you're like, well, maybe if you do this or you should do that, they're not going to take it as seriously. So making sure that you have no problem holding people accountable and again, making sure that they're receptive to that. Um, and don't be afraid to break up with someone either. I mean, if, if it's, if it ain't going well, walk away. Let me tell you yeah. <laughs> from someone who's been in bad relationships professionally and personally, tell cut, me about it. you know, cut your losses, walk <laughs> away and just chalk it up to a lesson learned. You look at what happened with that person and you say, okay, here's some things I can do up front in my interview process. Um, that I can kind of maybe try and weed some of those nonsense out in the future. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I was I was going to say something similar to that, which would be um, to to have a build a culture, like know what kind of culture you want on your team, um, be building that, and if someone isn't a good fit, like you said, break up with them because I know that's a mistake I've made so many times because I don't want to let someone go. So I'm like, oh, maybe if I try him in this position or this position or this position or this position, it's not what you have them doing. It's that they don't fit the culture you're trying to set. Yeah. And that is important to, like you said, have that hard conversation. It's, it's not only important for you, it's important for them too, because they feel that they're failing. They know, like people know if they're failing, they know if they're not doing well at the job or in the position and not everybody's cut out for real estate. Not everybody's cut out to be a doctor. Not, you know, like you have a specific set of skills, a specific personality, and it's going to fit a specific place. So rather than letting them fail over and over and over again, just let have that honest conversation of like this ain't for you, pal. Yeah, yeah this on. just isn't a fit. Allow Me them and to you. get in where they fit in. If it's yeah. not here, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Get in where you fit in. Then find somebody who does fit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because the team, the team. So a great book I just finished. It's called The Five Dysfunctions <gasps> of a Team. I love that book. Oh, I read it in like two days. It was so good. Yeah. But so they, good. they really talk about on there, like if you if you as a leader or a coach don't don't make that call, the rest of the team's looking at you like, well, you're not a good leader. Yep. Exactly. You know, and that that can that can disintegrate. De disintegrate? No, disintegrate. De yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it can ruin everything. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. yes. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. All great points, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Any oh, other takeaways, Justin? We want to share with the world. Well, be coachable. Yes. 
please, I mean, this, this doesn't just go to agents. This doesn't just go to team leaders. This goes to everyone. Mm-hmm. Kids, I mean, whether you're making 15 bucks an hour or 15 mil a year, if you can't be coachable or open to or aren't open to growing yourself or, you know, taking in good advice, you're not going to make it sustainable. You have to be, you have to be moldable. You have to be coachable no matter what you're doing. So please, for the love of God, be coachable as a person. You will be much happier and much more successful. Absolutely. And I'll follow that up with, it's kind of saying a similar thing, but different, um, take your feelings out of the equation. I used to get very defensive when someone would come in and say, you know, Trish X, Y, Z. And I'd be like, but I love this job. I am working hard at it. And they weren't trying to say I was bad at my job or I wasn't working hard. They were just saying, if you try it this way, it might go better. Right. And when I finally got over myself, right. And was like, well, you know, you could always be better at things. None of us are like amazing, right? Um, Now, like everything I do, I send it to a second set of eyes and go, how could I make this better? How could I make this better? Please tell me how I can make this better. And I'll tell you what, like your entire life changes when you come at every task you're going to do with a, how can I make this better? Like, it's amazing, right? Like just having that open mind and that open concept of like, Everybody needs coaches. There's always someone better than you at whatever you're doing, no matter how great you are. Um, and and seek out those waves to improve yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to have a little ego, but do not let it get in the way of growth. Yes. Ego like ego is good. Ego is good for for con- for confidence, but do not let it get in the way of of being coachable or growth. <laughs> You, you can't because it ego is going to destroy you if if that if if it does it just it just will yeah and yeah. It, it has it has on me a couple of times but <laughs> but I'm still here yeah you ha- being open minded is everything right because this this one process may have worked well this whole time and you have one little thing you change and all of a sudden it's amazing yeah. it's mm-hmm. not just good it's great yeah. Right? That's I like what, that. And that's what I'm hoping with the with the new team. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we'll go from this. Well, that didn't quite work. So let's shift. And now we have this. Oh no, it's better. So. Yeah. And it's figuring out what pieces work and what pieces don't. Like we had came out with a program at one time and I was like, this program's amazing. And the program didn't work. But at the end I was like, well, is it the program that didn't work or was it the people we were running the program through? Because like I personally learned a lot just from being a leader in the program. Better yet, like if we had, you know, say a different set of people that we ran through the program. Mm -hmm. So that too, like don't, don't automatically discount something you put together just because it doesn't work the first time. It's okay to pivot and adjust and try things again, pivot and adjust, try things again, take the things that work and keep them and throw out the rest and try new things, always, right? Always evaluate what you're doing. Yeah, always auditing. Always evaluate what you're doing. So, Justin, um, tell our listeners if they have questions about, you know, your team and what you're going to offer, how can they get a hold of you? Well, cell phone number is always – my cell phone number is everywhere. I don't use other numbers. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
I don't get enough calls as it is, so call me. No. Uh, cell phone number 313-461-3318. Uh, you can also email me, justin at EliteRealtyMI.com or my Gmail, JustinPRealty at gmail.com um, or call the office and have them get a hold of me. I answer my phone. I don't, I, I, a lot of people don't answer numbers they don't call. I answer them all. <laughs> just in, just in case it's that one person that's calling to list their house in in Beverly Hills and it's two point two million dollars. That's I'm just waiting. I'll on, answer. I'm just waiting on that one, so I'm answering all the calls. He's answering all the spam risks. Yeah. He's I answering am. all the election polls. He's talking to all the church people I, calling. I do. <laughs> so round us out, Justin. Tell us um, if you weren't doing real estate. What would you be doing? Oh, man. Well, I was, I was a, a restaurant manager, so I might still be doing that, although my cousin sold the restaurant. Either something like that or like in car sales or something, I would probably say. That's probably where I'd be, but I'm glad I'm here. Let's just put it that way. We're glad you're <laughs> here, I'm too. glad I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> when you were a little boy, what did you want to be? Oh, that's a good one. I was I was that police officer kid. Police officer. <laughs> I love it. See service. You already had service in mind. I was a police officer kid. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Justin. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Yeah, this was super fun, and we gave a lot of good info and value to our listeners. So as always, guys, share, 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 like, 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 subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Leave us a love note. We like comments. We like reviews. As long as they're good, of course. I mean, if you don't like us, then sorry about your luck. Come back next week. Maybe you'll like us then. (laughs) Or just just leave a comment saying how much you love my beard. Yeah, the shining beacon of truth. I lost my headphones. All right. We better go. All right. See you next week on Elite Life. We thank you so much for joining us today on the Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit, grace, and real estate. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. We hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy. 